0: welcome into the phnx sun show i'm your host espo we got flex we got Saul. and we got a very special guest in the house i am excited to introduce him like this for the first time for me the voice of the phoenix suns john bloom
1: let's go Great to be here. Great to see my man Flex, not in New Jersey. Yeah, He's in the flesh. He's not on my screen watching him with you guys with my grin because I'm so proud he moved him and his family out of here. And obviously great to see you, Aspo and Saul. Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is cool. It's cool to finally come sit with you uh, yeah. and talk about this. I know we've talked about this since you and I started working together A from duckling. an aspirational <laughs> standpoint, crazy. but now it's here. You know what's so
2: crazy is like I didn't I, – full, full transparency. I didn't know who you were, um, back in like 2017. I heard you on an ESPN summer league broadcast and I was like, This dude's pretty good. Like, who is he? And then I heard you again. You were filling for Al McCoy during the 2018 season.
1: And I was just like,
2: oh, shit, that's that dude that I heard in the Summer League. He's really good. I didn't realize he was here. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. So that's dope. Nice,
1: man. And then I remember like just seeing you grinding in the Al McCoy Media Center, by the way, (laughs) uh, and going, who's this dude? Like, he's, he's, it seems like he's writing, but he's working for TV. And I'm trying to put it all together. Is he with the website? Is he podcasting? Because it was early days. If it was podcasting. Uh, And then once I figured it out, I was like, "Okay, he's got something to him. He's got the the military background. There's a whole lot more to this guy than just (laughs) sitting at this desk trying to come up with something to write about this bad basketball team.
2: Also, it was like, hey, dude, can you stop looking over my shoulder as I play this switch? (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? That's like my favorite memory,
1: man. Caught in the act of 2K. <laughs> hey, as he had a to preparation
2: simulating. tool. Hey, no, you were like you were simulating the Lakers Suns that night. Like <laughs> somebody had to do
1: it, right? <laughs> there, was a, there was a moment of time where I thought that might catch on, where I would actually have people curious about how my Nintendo Switch
0: games went. I was. I,
1: but that's was. how thin those days were yeah. with regards to the yeah. actual basketball.
0: You mentioned we worked together in those <laughs> slim days and we did have plenty of conversations about what your dream was, what you hope to uh, to wind up being able to do. You now have the job. What does it mean to you to be the voice of the Phoenix Suns and to be able to take over from a man that I know you have great reverence for in Al McCoy?
1: yeah it, it means uh, everything that i kind of thought it would mean talking to you guys before when whenever we would you know discuss the future and what we what we want to do with our lives so i did have some anticipation of what this might feel like, but it, it's blown me away. It's overwhelming based on seeing how the people closest to me are reacting to it, uh, and the pride that, that is there. And, um, you know, the ownership that they're all taking, which they should, these are my support people, my wife, my daughters, my parents, my brother and sister and aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody in the family, you guys all have them. We all have family members, whether what, you know, regardless of what you call them. And then we have our chosen family. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh, yes, and so to celebrate with them, too, and uh, and let them celebrate, because everybody who knows me well knows this has been the goal and the dream and and all that. And, and you know, I felt like since you guys have video here, I can share something that I haven't done yet in the previous interviews I've done. Because okay. they haven't been on video. That's right, baby. <laughs> but this kind this pro- This is like my Pulp Fiction Christopher Walken watch story. Okay, okay. if you it, if you know that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this, if we can zoom in on this, Emma, I don't know if you can. Uh, this is my first ever keychain. Wow. That I was given when I turned 16 and got the Honda Accord hatchback that was a 1985 hatchback Just being demanded. I'm going to give it to you. I'll throw it to you and you can show it to the camera. There you go. Uh, and this it has been with me every step of the way. I kind of felt like there was going to be a time where I had to pull this out in a job interview. Right. It never happened. <laughs> I was going to do it. I was Honestly, Matt Ishby, if you're watching, I was going to pull this keychain out and show you how deep it goes with me because it's all beat up. Look at, look, look at this beautiful thing. It's honestly fantastic. Look at this. That is from, well, i we focus Back it a, a little bit. In. Back, back, little back, back it, it, up, it, up, it up a little yeah. bit.
0: No, that's actually what it looks like. That is exactly what it looks <laughs> like. It's so old. You <laughs> so can't tell the okay. sun's logo because
1: it's so beat up. Been in every pocket. There it is,
0: baby. There it is. I got all all over over the shorts on country. today. That's, that's the, that's the, the it same show. Let's, shorts.
3: Go, let's go. Perfect. See, see,
1: we did coordinate. Yeah, we even did. though you didn't mm-hmm. wear your tie dye. <laughs> yeah. By the way, shout out to the tie dye guy. This is a legit uh, tie dye he made it. for for the two of us because yeah. he was a longtime listener and he's. I think he just goes by the tie dye guy tie-dye on guy. Twitter or yeah. X or whatever we're calling it now. Uh, but yeah, back to the keychain thing. It's it's That is why this is so real for me is because that thing has been with me. And that is a symbol. It's like the sons have been with me. Like they haven't left me since 13 wow. when it started. And you all feel this. yeah. Yep. You all feel this. So I think that's hopefully why the fan base may be able to accept me as difficult as that might be to follow in the footsteps of Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, in every sense of those words. Uh, hopefully over the last 15 years, you've gotten to know me and know my story and know I'm one of you i think that's the most important thing i am full-fledged a phoenix suns fan now sometimes i have to take that hat off and be the pro and and do the job and and focus on my training and and all of that and that will still be the majority of what i get ready for as i'm the voice of the team now but the fan is still going to be there always, always i
0: wrote about that last night like change is tough right change is tough for anybody but to have somebody like you who we know who we know uh, understands what it's like to be a fan of this franchise uh, and, and the person you are, I think that's the exact perfect combination to usher us into a new era because you will you'll, you have the reverence and you have the eye for the future. And that's what I personally, having known you for as long as I have, I'm excited about yeah. with you being here. There is a trust factor that this valley needs to have with somebody that, that they welcome into their home. And you have that, sir.
1: I appreciate that. And it took a lot to establish that trust. I think, you know, it was a focus of mine, no doubt, uh, when I was given the first opportunity. And a lot of people don't know this story as well. I'll share it with you guys. Um, my first crack at it was not, hey, you're the game show host. It was, hey, this is a tryout for a full season. Wow. You and Dan Weiss, who's now with the San Antonio Spurs, does a great job. Uh, We were told uh, they're going to treat the the season 2008 as a tryout. And at the end of the season, we'll decide who we want to continue to do the job. Kevin Ray had just left that job taking phone calls to go do television. And he was doing sideline at that time. So that opened it up. And now I'm like, oh, here we go. I get to compete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. <laughs> usually yeah. that's reserved for the golf course only'll uh, that in a minute yeah, I look forward to that uh, maybe I don't uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah I was excited and and that's what it took it took going out there and improving it uh, and so that was the start then it was like okay, I got to prove a lot more than just I can do this job from a standpoint of the ability. It's also earning the trust of the fan base, as you said. Um, and so, hopefully, I've done a little bit of that, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of it.
4: You know, you know what? This is emotional for me. I'm wearing shades for a reason because I love this guy, and and I, the amount of work you put in, JB, right. behind the scenes that people know nothing about, conversations we've had that I've been blessed to have with you. Watching you work, watching you prepare to bring this new sons era into fruition with someone with your work ethic, I wouldn't be in this chair without you, and 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 that's from the bottom of my heart. So uh, this is a this is a special moment for you and your family, man. And uh, I'm just honored that I could sit here with the three of you guys and be a part of this, man. Because I I don't think people understand how hard you worked yeah. to get to where you are. And to follow Al McCoy, man, um, that's that's an incredible journey. And and last thing I want to ask you, you know, there are a lot of young people that watch this and they're inspiring to be. I wanted to be Al McCoy, right? 13-year-old Flex in Phoenix was saying Shazam in my room. You're going to do that for somebody. If you could talk to like 20-year-old John Bloom right now in this chair, you can talk to 20-year-old John Bloom. What would you tell him? When he was what? at Syracuse getting drunk or what? Yeah, Syracuse, yeah, yes, Syracuse, John. Were you there? Uh,
1: I'm older than you. I Do know you that. remember me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what I would tell him is keep grinding because uh, yeah. it's going to pay off. Right. And it might take a little longer than you think right now because you're full of them and vigor at 20 thinking you're conquering the world when you get out of here. But, uh, and, and I think I got a decent grasp of, of the business and how difficult it was going to be. I never left Syracuse or even, you know, through any stretch of my career thinking I got this, but I, I did think I was in the right place. Right. I did think I was doing what I was meant to, to do. I, I felt like I was on the right path. And then it was illuminated when my wife was the one who uh, had precipitated our move to Phoenix. She had lost her job, uh, was laid off in Detroit and so we started looking and she got the gig out here first so you know wow. it wasn't even me saying hey I gotta go there so I can get become the voice of the sons like I told the buddy in college at the age of 18 Wow! Uh, and Larry Gatos so I was just on his show on 92.3 yesterday and he retold that story and well, I forgot you that show I told him Can you him show
0: that. the tweet Emma we have the tweet oh, really? that Larry sent out <laughs> yesterday he chose oh a great gosh, photo no. of you guys <laughs> 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 at Syracuse 30 years ago you turned to him and told him that you wanted to be the voice of the Phoenix Suns.
1: And that wow. was crazy because we were all, I remember it too, now that he retold it to me, we're all standing around. He was two years older than me in school. And there was a group of us. I think one of the guys that was in that group was Andrew Siciliano, who you've probably seen do the Red Zone channel and NFL yeah. Network. He's another close friend of mine. And we were all just kind of spitballing, saying, hey, where do you want to be? What what What's your dream job? What, what do you want to do? And I do remember saying that. And it's crazy because I only had a slight understanding of al mccoy as an 18 year old kid growing up in the bay area i knew about shazam and you and i've talked about this because we didn't get highlights there wasn't really espn radio back in 93. Um, and so it it was uh, a learning process to understand what Al McCoy was all about. So that wasn't any thought of like, oh, this is feasible because the guy that's doing it is already at the second half of his career. At least it was the second I think maybe thirty years <laughs> yeah. ago. No, it wasn't it was like
0: a right third in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway,
1: he he was uh, you know, he had a long peak. It's still going, I think. Uh and to think that though, and think about a friend who remembered that was awesome, uh, but it wasn't easy. And uh, so, to tell the 20 year old again, back to your question, Flex, it's not going to be easy. That's important to know. Um, would never paint that picture that it's going to be, you know, uh, cruise control. It, it takes that work ethic and that it, it takes the passion too. You can't fake it. Yeah. I don't think you can fake it no. in this business. No, no. uh, no. at least, um, To get in, you know, maybe there are guys that put it on cruise control once they get there. We've probably all seen them, you know, guys maybe at the top of their craft and they're doing all the big stuff and maybe they're mailing it in at the end of their career. That happens. But to get there, to me, it seems like you got to have that passion and then a mixture of other Factors right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: this is this is actually kind of surreal just real quick, you know uh, So we, we talked about Fox Sports in Arizona and, and where I was the director of digital over there and doing my thing and I would be in the stands every night in, in the press box and EJ would walk by, and my dad got me my first poster, and it was EJ. I wanted Kevin Johnson, just wow. so you know. Um, <laughs> he got the wrong Johnson, but, but, I got, <laughs> but I got the wrong Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And it was EJ, and so EJ would pass up every night. We'd give each other a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on how the Suns played, and then we kept going. And now we do a show together. And then every night after I would leave the arena, I jump in the car. I'm going home, and I listen to YouTube. <laughs> you know, because Flex is always the first one to call in, mm-hmm. and it's so surreal that like we're all here doing this together. And you guys are sitting in these chairs and I'm like, holy fuck, this is just so fucking cool, man. And like, and, I, and I'm sure I echo some of the same sentiments that a lot of people have out there listening to you guys a lot uh, on the radio and, and then you uh, doing the play by play from time to time. And, and like, dude,
1: I, I just I'm so happy for you, man. It's really dope. It's really dope. That's awesome to hear, Uh, and uh, I feel the same way about flex. I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, I do have the shades, but I took them off. I was a little bit more ballsy than him. Apparently, (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm just open with my with my tears. My girls see me cry all the time. We're watching, you know, Rexham last night. The tears were coming down. (laughs) What the heck's wrong with me? Uh, Anyway. Uh, I do have such a, a, a appreciation, almost fanboying the moment right now uh, to, to be here with, with all of you guys. Uh, and, you know, the fact that we did the show together, for the years and those lean years. Oh yeah. Had some drama off the air, all <laughs> kinds of stuff that we met with Vegas and thinking about doing shows about tacos. I mean, we'll get into it another day. <laughs> but uh all that went down. Uh, and then Flex just such a mainstay. I mean, to think about the guy that is uh, by himself at one o'clock in the morning, listening to a postgame show thousands of miles away, calling up minutes, you know, several minutes in advance to line up and make sure he's ready and and talking to the call screeners who butchered his name to begin <laughs> with because he never was flexed till they butchered it and then he's flexed. Now his whole persona's changed and he's wake, he's staying up late night and we're calling, talking bad basketball yeah. for so Awful many years, basketball. but then to finally have the moment to be on board and I'm so glad you're here this year and now here we are you're fully ready to go and all of us are mm. and uh, what we have in store is something that it, it's one of those deals where like you want it here now i want to call a game right now i do i have the (laughs) energy i really want to call game. we can put 2k on (laughs) you but i also love the anticipation of it Yeah. just like anything great when you when you plan a great trip with your family or whatever that anticipation part of it's kind of cool too yeah Yeah. for sure for sure it's funny he represents
2: uh like the the phoenix demographic too because you're yeah. not, you weren't born and raised here in Phoenix, right? You know, I mean, you were a transplant, so to speak. But you came here because of this team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like that's that's phenomenal. That's love. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, flex. <laughs> same thing from from uh, the state. Now he's here for the Suns. Like yeah. it's 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 kind of a microcosm of what the city's all about. Because if you love this team, that's all that matters. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter where you come from in the country. If you love the Suns, then
1: we rock with you. That's a great point. Yeah. And yeah. basketball has such. Uh, strength and power to yeah. it doesn't it Yeah, it does. i mean look i i think that football has obviously commanded our nation unlike uh any other sport from a lot of different standpoints i think gambling we could agree on yeah. uh fantasy and and those elements and and community and and all the stuff once a week we're together we're you know i geared up and i'm a huge football fan so i'd be a hypocrite to say football did not have it but basketball is just different yeah yeah there's yeah. something to me yeah. Community-wise, that basketball does, that football does. There's a culture
2: that, yeah. that goes along with basketball that is not replicated by any other sport. That's just
1: yeah. That's maybe just part of that is I'm not rocking football cleats go, when I'm baby. walking around. <laughs>
0: Let's go. I'm, I'm <laughs> go. Let's go. Can I give you credit? Because when we started working together, and and these guys, especially Saul, is not going to believe this. But your shoe game, Zero. mid. No, this who is all Espo influenced
1: cr- it before anybody.
0: Wait, Espo yeah,
2: it? it? Yeah, for real, he wears Barclays. I used to wear
0: Barclays, <laughs> I used to wear Shaxx. I used to, when <laughs> I worked there, what? I wore dress. I had what to wear dra- dresses. I, the game I think then.
1: it's because I convinced my wife I wasn't buying as many of them as I actually was.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm on a, bu- I'm a baller on a budget man. I'm <laughs> so oh,
1: six-year-old. Six-year-old, that's another thing. My kids are growing <laughs> up now. Bro,
0: you don't take this
1: blame from Espo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you don't let him shame you, okay? I will, no, book,
4: you, I will have the book chapter ones. Don't you worry. You I'll See, I, well. don't, I don't know that because I've always seen the swag. The, same, when, I, when I met JB, it was a swag. He was rocking all the fire stuff. I'm like, damn, I got to pick it up. I'm yeah. coming from the yeah. East Coast. Dude got the fire on. I'm over here
0: rocking some uh, Adidas. Like, we got to stop that. I but. think it's. I think it was twofold. It was my game, but then we'd have P.J. Tucker on a lot in the post-game.
1: Oh, for sure. Remember
0: remember he came out in, like, shoes that were covered in just, like, gold spikes at one time? Like, P.J. always brought the shoe game. So I think that had a little influence on Oh, and But
1: but I think the reason I give you credit was because I fed off your energy. Like, you got— super pumped about it. And so then I got pumped about it. Like what's PJ going to be wearing now? Oh, the yeah. garbage man, as we call them affectionately <laughs> yes. on the yes. show. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think, uh, I got, and then that, that just kind of led into me. I always loved the old kicks, but I couldn't afford them. I never got Jordans as a kid. Yeah. Um, And so now all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, I'm a grown ass man. I can buy myself (laughs) some grown ass man shoes. And they don't have to be dress shoes because we're working in an NBA arena and people are cool if you're wearing those. And once that all got opened up and listen, there's, we could have these conversations all day about the dress code back in the day with AI. I got my own feelings about how all that went down. But in the end, is there a better industry on point with fashion right now than the NBA? No, Nope.
4: Absolutely not. I mean, you see it, right? The, the 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 pictures before the game, the fashion clips before the game. Everybody wants to see what they're wearing. What book is wearing tonight? Well, now you can uh, with Google. You can watch
2: somebody walk into the arena, and you can take a screenshot, and you can buy it. You can buy whatever yeah. it is that I love they're wearing, that. and yeah. they'll hone it in.
0: And oh, is that I'd, crazy? I think I'd like to think that John and I can take credit for that. Oh yeah, okay. with the shoes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you're I, welcome.
4: And and you know it's crazy how things evolved because it was that Michigan Fab Five. Yes, that Michigan Fab Five was the bagginess. Yes, yes. The, yep. black Sox, the black socks, the, bald the bagginess, heads. the bald head, and then AI took it to another level. And now it's a complete culture. It really mm. is a complete culture, and it's it's really cool to see, man. You know what? I, I had I told myself I had to tell you this. Um, this is a, just a, a story about a show that we did in Phoenix. And, and this I just want everybody to know how good of a guy this guy is. And good things come to great people. I had flown in from New Jersey to do a show. And John always uh, said, you're going to do the show with me backstage. You're not going to call in. You're going to come and do the show. And I, if you remember, I was with my father. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, my father at the time was just turning 80. And... I played basketball my whole life. My father never saw me play a game of basketball. Oh, man. Okay? Uh, it just wasn't his thing. He was a worker. He was a provider. He didn't, he didn't care too much about that stuff. So I bring him to Phoenix, and we're watching the Suns play, and I'm literally explaining the rules to him because he's never seen a basketball game. So we go backstage, we do the show, and he's soaking it up. I don't think he realizes he's in an NBA arena. He's really old school for the island. So it's kind of all playing out for him. And then we get in the car. And we put the radio on and my boy John Bloom goes, uh, you know, we're going to wrap up the show. Shout out to my boy Flex and shout out to his father, Carlos, who came all the way from Puerto Rico. And my dad cried in the car. man. it's I'm getting emotional telling it. He looked at me and it was almost like that father some moment like, wow, dude, that's that's cool. Like yeah. they're talking about me on the radio. And that's John Bloom, man. In a uh-huh. nutshell. That's that's what yeah. you that's what you are, that's what you do, that's what you mean to me, to my family. That was cool. one of the most special nights I've ever had with my father.
1: That's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah. So. And you know what? I'm you know what I'm doing in 3 weeks, I'm going home for my dad's 80th birthday. Wow. wow. Look at I'm that. Just at 80. Let's go. <laughs> so Let's how go. About that little connection. How about that, man? Shout out to my dad Jordan and by the way, he uh he took me to my first game as an actual Suns fan. And I geeked out a little earlier today and I went and looked at <clears throat> basketball reference. So I was like, I wonder how KJ played. I know I was geeked out so much to see him in his son's uniform. Right. For those who don't know, he's the one who sucked me in. Uh, me Because I went to Cal basketball camp as a kid, as an 11-year-old, and got to meet KJ. And he was my favorite player of all time in any sport. So I'm patterning everything, even the wiping of the sides when he <laughs> shot his free throws. You know, you know I know you yes, know. Yes. So anyway, uh, that night, <laughs> at the at the old Oracle, which was you know Oakland Coliseum, uh, and KJ had a triple double in that game. Wow! I don't know how I didn't remember that, but back then in 1988, we weren't thinking in those terms no, of triple doubles no, being no. just wanted to watch the game, right? Yeah. I was 11 or 13 yeah. at that point, and so uh, I looked at EJ's line. He was in the starting lineup with Walter D, and what a you know great team. And neither team was good; they were both well under 500 that year. Uh, it was March because KJ got traded in February. Yep. I was just so psyched to find it and, and go down memory lane in my own head and thank you, Dad, again for taking me. Because I don't know if all this happens if I don't go to that one game. Who wow. the heck knows? Wow. You know, it's like it firm it, it it made it more firm that the Suns were my team because I was like two or three weeks into fandom after KJ got traded, watching box scores in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. That's wow. different than actually yeah. seeing it in person, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was. I have a. I have a bloom story. If go you ahead. Yeah. My last last game at the Suns, uh, you did something that was so unbelievably kind for me that still to this day means so much. You went around to players and people that worked there and had them wish me the best of luck and wish my family wow. the best of luck because I just had said that my wife was pregnant. Uh, and I will never forget that. That was one of the kindest gestures. And, uh, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that as well, because that was the toughest decision at the time for me to leave a place that, that I loved, uh, that much. And you were, uh, you were unbelievable with that too. That's again, that's, that's the John Bloom you're getting in that seat. Yeah. Uh, one, one question before, Uh, we move on to some son stuff though. Relationships are are key in this business, right? We've talked about that here. What was it like to build that relationship with Al and get to learn from him that prepares you for this moment. Come, come October.
1: Uh, I think it was delicate at first. Uh, just, I think what I did was, um, give him space and, try to prove that I was worthy of even the time for a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what's crazy about that is one of my first times ever talking to Al was on the air when I used to do a radio show from nine to noon on Saturdays, uh, called the John Bloom show It's a real creative name that we came up (laughs) with. And it was hours of deliberation to come up with that. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, I just randomly reached out and, uh, he said yes uh, to doing the interview and coming on the show. And I didn't know the magnitude of it until the next day the boss of the radio station called and said, how did you get Al McCoy? <laughs> wow. And he was like beside himself, you know, about how big of a get that was. And I was like, I just asked. And it yeah. was a great conversation. I mean, I was honest with him. I told him how long mm-hmm. I've been a Suns fan. And, and and right away, like I I just had this kind of immediate respect factor for what he was bringing to the table. So I kind of let that breathe. And then I, when I had that year of tryouts, I still didn't really interact that much. I remember in 2008 with Al, it was more just kind of watching him do his thing. Um, And then as the years went on, I would find him coming to me and relying on me for various things and and conversations. (laughs) And that was awesome, because then I kind of felt like he was welcoming me in. Uh, But I still needed to prove myself. And I still always felt like no matter what, I'm going to show reverence for the man who has earned as much reverence as anyone I've ever met in this field. And so I'm going to show that. And I always kind of just made it a point to let people know if they didn't know who's doing this, like what Al McCoy is all about. It just felt like it was part of my gig. And I'm really still proud of how that all went down and and I wouldn't change it. And obviously I wouldn't and I'm sitting here and we're talking about me getting a chance to do it. So, (laughs) uh, you know, maybe that maybe that all played into how Al and I were able to work together and become closer. I never once went there with him. Never said, hey, Al you going to do this to your 90 100 yeah. 300 uh, I never went there <laughs> I never I, n- I never asked him and I just stayed professional and some people would get upset with me for not doing that but I just wouldn't I just didn't yeah. feel comfortable I felt like he earned it he earned it to go as long as he wanted to yeah. knowing how he how much he meant to everybody within the walls of the arena and the valley what's and so beyond
2: What's so cool about this is that you know you're talking about two gentlemen that are that are fantastic with people um, Al McCoy. And I know espo has got a million stories about Al McCoy. I have a personal story about Al McCoy. Uh, it kind of it kind of resembles what you were talking about, and just in terms of like when your 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 boss was like, "How did you get him?" Um, my first year at the U of A, I'm in journalism 105 class, and they were like, "Hey, you need to do a you need to do a project on a on a specific person," and I I couldn't think of anybody. And then all of a sudden, I thought about Al McCoy, and I was like, "You know what?" I've never spoken to him. I'm going to call the Suns. I called the Suns ticket office first. They rerouted me to another place. And then I ended up talking to Al McCoy. Wow. And Al McCoy answers the phone. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'd love to set up a time to talk to you. He gives me his personal phone number. I call him a couple weeks later. We, we jump on it and I recorded everything on my computer um, just because I needed to go back and write some things, you know, so I wanted to go back to that conversation. So I write the report up and I turn it in, and my teacher literally says the same thing. She says, How did you get Al McCoy? I don't really believe you. And I was just like, She was like, I've been a sunspan my whole life. How did you get Al McCoy? I was like, Well, I, and it sounds stupid. I was like, I just called him up, like, right. and so I had to play the the the, the recording for play, her, yeah. and she was like, "Holy shit, that is Al McCoy!" I'm like, "Yeah, I told Brother you I told him. it was so wow. cool." He was so courteous with his time, and every That's single awesome. time I've ever spoken to him, he's been courteous with the time, just like you
0: are. Yeah, and I know he has a great deal of respect for you, and has for years. So I'm glad uh, you're the one taking uh, the seat there. Uh, we got to pay a few bills here, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do that. No, no good transition here, but <laughs> I want to tell you about our friends over at Wink. Uh, they are a seltzer with just a wink of THC, and honestly, you know, I it's become a, a show ritual for me to have a little bit of Wink uh before calms the nerves down and uh, honestly helps me with these ad reads sometimes because these guys <laughs> like to give me shit about them uh but uh, it is one of my favorite things that we have you can't throw yourself under the bus <laughs> before we <laughs> throw oh, you. oh yes i can bus. that's the way i keep <laughs> you from doing it you're nailing uh, it so, so far <laughs> man. M&M. So, so i i highly recommend you try it they've got great flavors mango lemon lime uh, just a bunch. you gotta you got to try it out yourself. And they are available in 2.5 milligram and 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. That's the best part of it. You don't have to go anywhere else or, or go online. You can just get it here in the Valley. Uh, look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide as well. So if you're not here like when John grew up a Suns fan you're watching somewhere else, You can still find Wink if you're in one of those 12 states. And even recently, they launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen other states. So find the fastest way to get your hands on Wink. Go to drinkwink.com. Another friend of the program here is our friends at BetMGM. Again, uh, I use this app constantly. I love BetMGM. And right now, they're going to give you the best deal that they've had. If you bet $10, you're going to get $200 back in bonus bets, regardless of what happens with your wager. It's that simple. 10 ducats, put them down, you can get $200 in free bets. Uh, Let me walk you through it. You download that app, you enter the code PHNX, you deposit at least $10, you place that qualifying bet of $10 or more if you're feeling spicy. Uh, And then no matter what happens in that bet, you get $200. Sign up today. Using that promo code, place that first bet and get that $200. Check the show notes for details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778 hope Y or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: And then we have our... Bet MGM parlay of the week. I'm just going to tell you this. Take the Cardinals money line. You're going to get that at uh plus 210. And then, you know what? I'm going to take a Zach Ertz touchdown this week. I think that Zach Ertz is going to get in the end zone. Parlay those two. You can win some money on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. You can do that and you can do the $10 bet and get your 200 free just by uh by doing that parlay. Uh, John, I want to get your thoughts on the Suns' busy offseason. Obviously, they add Bradley Beal. They add a bench uh, for bargain basement prices. What do you look at this team and think about their moves this offseason?
1: Well, I'm definitely excited. I mean, how can you not be? uh, Start with Bradley Beal, who I've always admired from afar. Uh, Wondered what he would look like without a Washington Wizards uniform on. I think a lot of us have. Never thought really that we'd see him in a Phoenix Suns uniform. I mean, even in conversations with Flex, my man over here, where we talk about every dude in the league. I don't think we talked a ton about Bradley Beal as a potential son, but when it happened, um, I was tantalized by it because you you just think about the options. Uh, Now, bench wise that's also uh, a big topic and it's there's there seems to be a lot of options there too more so than maybe last season uh i wasn't as down on last season's bench as i think a lot of people were i just felt like there wasn't a great opportunity for them to find a rhythm and a rotation and stick with it and i think we all know how successful teams do it and more often than not successful teams are able to establish that rotation and stick with it and and everybody then has a real good idea of what their role is going to be that's a challenge for Frank Vogel and his staff is establishing that uh, those roles right and uh, we'll see whether it's going to be a preseason test or whether it's going to last through a little part of the regular season before we really know like who the eight or 10 are right. I don't think there needs to be a hard number to that either by the way that's just my own my own feeling on it Um I was super psyched to see Eric Gordon and DeAndre Ayton establish a little chemistry with yeah. the team Bahamas. I know it's FIBA and it's different than NBA basketball, but uh, you guys know uh, knowing ball the way you all do uh, that uh, it matters just knowing what a guy's tendencies are, yeah. Yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So for, sure. For, for Eric Gordon to pick up on what the big fella likes and vice versa yeah. can only help this group establishing that chemistry.
2: Yeah. You know, I think that's a, that's a terrific point. Uh, again, the chemistry part of that and, and i don't know when you were talking about the rotations on the bench the thing that we kept going back to was the inconsistency you know we we even heard jock talk about it jock friend of the program obviously um you know talk about how one night he didn't know if he was going to play 10 minutes or zero or 30. it was just all over the place you know and and so i think this i think this group has a better pulse or will have a better pulse on just making sure that it's consistent. If you ride it for 10 games and it doesn't work, then you switch it up, go to somewhere different. But from game to game, having that up and down and not really knowing when you're going to go in and go out because you're trying to adjust every single game to the other team's matchups, I, that's just not the way to go. Mm-hmm. You're the dominant team. like that, that. The Suns are the dominant team. you got to force other people to adapt to you. You don't adapt to them, especially in this case with what I believe is going to be the best team in basketball this season.
1: It's yeah. uh, tough to argue that. And uh, now let me ask all three of you, because we have this <laughs> conversation rolling now, hoops wise. <laughs> Typically, for me, my favorite position has always been the point guard. And when I look at a basketball team's potential, I start there. How do we do that it's with this you team?
0: Been, again. You, got, you got two point guards now. Three. Got Bradley Beal, Kevin Booker. <clears throat> and you could throw KD in I there. I think if there's you three. Want. Okay. Yeah. So. So I think you're getting the best of all worlds in this.
2: See, this is this is this is uh this has been a training exercise over the course of this summer. I've been saying for, for since day one, you don't need a point guard. No. You just don't. We've been conditioned as Suns fans to to identify the point guard and position. And we've been spoiled. We've yeah. been spoiled, we're hey, Nash, yes, kid. I mean the list goes on and on. Yeah. And so when we were void of it, panic mode. What, 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 how are we even? What does this even look
0: like to win without a without a right. point guard? To be but, fair, though, we've seen some teams without point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's> true. <laughs> but,
2: but other teams, especially in the last decade or so, have proven that you can win without a point guard. You know, yes. so you don't need a dominant one if you, you have otherworldly talent yes, at the other. Right. And we have otherworldly talent at every other position. And Devin Booker, to be honest, the 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 transformation of Devin Booker over the course of the last five to to seven years has been remarkable. And I think he learned so much from not only Chris Paul, but also Ricky Rubio. You got to give him credit because he was the first one to kind of lay the groundwork there. And, and, and I think Devin is going to be one of the best, not even the best players, one of the best playmakers in the league this season. I think that's what helps.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's the evolution of basketball. Positionless basketball is coming. And, and I mean, we've been denying it for a minute, but it's here. And I actually think it's a strength. I, hear, I keep hearing people say the Suns not having a point guard is a problem. I think it's a strength. I think you're not going to be able to key up on them like you normally would with a traditional point guard. You're going to get variations of different unicorns playing that position over a 48-minute span. You might get five minutes of KD just bringing the ball up and spacing the floor and having to put that other guy in a mixer. You might get Devin Booker, who you don't know what you're getting, but I know he's a top five player in the world. And you got a Bradley Beal that can drop 30 on you any night. All these guys are capable. I think it's a strength. I think it's something that the NBA is going to evolve and, and go to more. And I think we're going to be the team that in five years, people are going to look back and say, oh, damn,
0: that's that's the blueprint. But I think I think you could also argue that the seven seconds or less team ushered in the point guard uh, phase in the league too because it changed the game you needed that guy to run fast where the game before that in the in the early 2000s was very much more uh dominant scoring guards at the point you know the steve francis stefan Marberries, guys like that yeah. and i think you're right we may see another evolution based on the way suns the Suns have built things where they are the the team that kind of pushes the league in a different direction, even more so than it's headed. Well, uh-huh. I would
2: say that the Bulls were the first team to kind of show that you don't need a dominant point guard Correct. to win championships. They had the, the it, it depended on the system, mm-hmm. um, and then you had two tremendously great players um, to it to accompany them. And I think when you see that, you it kind of changes your mind. But because before that, before that, you had dominant point guards, Magic. Isaiah um, even yeah. the even the Celtics when they had Dennis Johnson was, Dennis Johnson, was a yeah. was a very very good point guard Great. You know what I mean? so it, it kind of trickled down. And so I love this. I think it's gonna be fantastic I'm excited for it um, Also, just so we all know I'm high on Bradley Beal. I, I mm-hmm. don't know if you've heard that or not Yeah um, There's not a single guard in the league that can stop Bradley Beal down low in the post So go ahead and switch up if you want to because you think oh, you know The little guy's gonna guard the smallest of the three Uh Okay. Yeah, that's your own peril. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. We look forward that dude's to watching. A dog down low on the post. <laughs> yeah, he is.
0: One one thing we haven't talked about coaching change this offseason part of the job. You you do the, the pregame coaches' interviews. How excited are you to talk to Frank Vogel? Because he does not seem like a guy that holds a lot back.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, everybody that I've talked to who have worked with him uh, both along the way in Los Angeles and in Indianapolis where I've got a really close uh, college friend, uh, Anthony Calhoun, who just gave me a heads up that he yeah. and Frank are super tight. So he's like, make sure when you talk to him, you you bring me up. And I, I just look forward to, to having the conversations off the mic you know, with him and, and tapping into that knowledge that he's got. Uh, um, I think, like I said earlier, I think he definitely has a challenge to really establish those roles. I'm sure he's embracing that challenge. I mean, you look at the roster, You said it's going to be the model flex, but hey, go figure trying to model after this. You got to find <laughs> a Booker, a Durant, <laughs> and a Beal. How many other teams can go just to the shop and go and find those people? That's right. Uh, but, That's you know, right. I understand what you're saying from a right. from a basketball standpoint. There's an opportunity here for Frank and his staff to establish almost another new wave of playing off Offensive basketball, specifically, I'm talking about the offense. On defense, you're going to man up and you're going to figure it out, who's taking who. That's going to be an interesting thing for us to watch too. And then uh, I'm also curious – uh, you know, getting to to meet the new coaches that are all alongside with David Fisdale being part of this yeah. and, and along the, the way learning. I'm thrilled that Kevin Young's back because he and I established a great relationship last year. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to keeping that up. Uh, and then, you know, we talk about the rotations. I just am thinking how excited I am for this starting five full of stars, but also if things get out of hand, is there going to be a more fun, like, late game unit than what the Suns oh, can roll? Nobody's talking about this rookie Tumani Kamara, yeah. and I think he's going to be fun to watch after watching him in Summer League. Obviously, Bull Bull gets the headlines for people <laughs> thinking about Are what you he's on the bowler
0: do. coaster? I am definitely on the bowler right. coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you knew I was on in front of the <laughs> Eat <eating> it, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, any other thoughts that when you're looking at this roster, how it's constructed, anything that you really liked that was done this summer?
1: Yeah, they definitely added some shooters, didn't they? I mean, uh, uh, Yuda, yeah. if he can do like what he did for the Nets, uh, he's going to get even more open looks here, is he not? Yeah. And uh, that dude's already got the length to shoot over most people that are guarding him. So I love what's, uh, you know, tantalizing about that. Um, and just overall, we'd already talked about Eric Gordon. I'm curious what his role ends up being. Yeah, uh, He was the last one to the party, wasn't he? Yep. Am I last mistaken Last one to the on party. That? Last one to the party. Last one to the party. What do you think his role's going to be?
4: I think he's the X factor. I, I said this on a show recently. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to separate us come playoff time. I think he's that good. He's still got a lot in the tank. You saw what he did in Bahamas, man. 34 he years right. old. He's still got a lot of bouncing in the, the range
1: is out of the gym.
4: Argentina team that is very good. He was taking over in crunch time, taking all the big shots to synergy with D.A. I do think that we're going to sit back in the playoffs and and say there are two or three games that we won because of Aragorn. Did you play ball growing up?
1: As much as I could built like this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I did. I loved it. I was always a try-hard. I was the hustler. I was the dude who knew the
2: game. And and you know this, Flex. You know, like, uh, you get into the gym sometimes, and you run into those old guys that just – I don't know how they do it. They just have range. Yeah. They're stronger than everybody, but they don't look like they are. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? That's what Eric Gordon is. You know, I played like a, I played against a guy like that at Herbert Field Air Force Base. I don't know why, but from half court, he would just do this little move <laughs> and then shoot it. I was like, what the f-? Oh my God, seriously? Like that's what Eric Gordon is. Every time yeah. I see Eric Gordon, I think of homeboy back then. I'm like
1: what happened, man? like it's, it's so dope. So yeah. you said Air Force Base, the, the word base is what stands out for yes. me yeah. that guy, Yes, that Right. He's, he's all about that always solid. It seems like it would come with a much taller dude. Yes. yes. And then you see him and you're like, he's not that tall, but he plays a lot bigger. Yes. Yeah. What
0: yeah. I was surprised with too, and we've talked about this a little bit, the athleticism he showed yeah. uh in that tournament uh with the Bahamas. It, the guy can still, the guy can still get it. He can still dunk too. Yeah, which was he used a big college car.
1: Thunder. I just remember him in college, like just yeah. jamming on people yeah. at Indiana. Yeah. It Indiana. was nasty. Yeah. Like, and then that's what you expected him to become in the league. And then the knees and everything, and we know how it goes. But the fact that he's still got what he's got in yeah. the tank, and maybe the resting that's happened late in his career is going to pay off for the Suns. Pay mm-hmm. You know, I look at we talk
4: about our guards i mean eric is big man yeah. eric is a strong dude yeah he's got a big so, head too so is Beal. Hey, don't be mad at people with big heads <laughs> 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 i got a Yo, giant head so I'm like about. like like i i see eric gordon in the spot where i, I honestly believe this is going to be a crazy lineup and we all talked about it i'm sure you were alluding to that you know you're going to have Book, bill gordon eight and KD on the court at the same time now here's the thing you've been to the gym the small guard that can somehow depower power forwards, mm-hmm. got the base, doesn't let them get comfortable yeah. in the post, can, can push you out on the perimeter. That's Eric Gordon, man. Yeah. You're going to be able to put Eric on a, on a three and say, go ahead and handle him on the defensive end. Good luck on offense, though, because these five guys coming at you are, are are dangerous. So when I look at that, man, um, there's a recipe here that is going to be very exciting. I mean, I mean, can can, you, imagine, can
2: you imagine a world if Bull, Bull and DeAndre Aiden both figure it out in the
0: same year? <laughs> with, with Drew Eubanks <laughs> oh playing God. with them as we well? We might be talking yeah. about our our to football to football. the
4: rest of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: By the way, I continue no to say
4: it. Bobo is an absolute Fucking freaking two K. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm yo, the bro. Two like, oh, okay. <laughs> K Bobo's incredible, and I those guys get it right, man. Yeah. I think Bobo's gonna have a breakout year, guys. I do.
0: You know what else is incredible? Our friends at OG. <laughs> <laughs> we broke out. Oh uh, we broke out all the THC ads for oh Bloomer's shirt today. uh We've got our friends from OGs. I love. Uh, they're, all their flavors. All their flavors yeah. are the fantastic. The fruits, the
2: creams.
0: The multi-flavor bags there you where go. you get a little everything. I mean, that's that's what they do great. They are a scratch-made THC company, and the best thing about their gummies, they're made right here in the great state of Arizona. So check them out. You can f- check them out at OGsBrands.com. There you go. There you go. Do you want to just close the dispensary
2: Let's to go. you, uh, and make sure you are 21 years of age or older to enjoy and re- enjoy responsibly.
0: And check him out across all socials at OG's
4: Look at the teamwork. He's he he so he And you heard through.
1: that, kids. 21. Yeah. 21. 21.
4: Yeah. He's looking He's like Eric Gordon right now. Uh, I feel like
0: Eric Gordon. Eric definitely do. <laughs> you, you saying he has a big ass? That's just not cool. No, right? big head. <laughs> oh, big head. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, you know <laughs> what range else? for days. You know yeah. what you don't have to... Have to be 21 or <laughs> older for. Our friends at Illegal Pete's, they brought <laughs> us lunch on Monday, and they are the best Mexican fast food here in town. You get in, you get your food, you get to enjoy it on their beautiful patio. You can check out Illegal Pete's, they are your go to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. The go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for 28 years. Uh, I like that they made that rhyme for us as well. There at the end, uh, we have something we need to show you, Joe. Oh yeah, well, this, oh. This, this, we this, can I set I this up, up? up. Yeah, set yeah. So, up.
2: so this morning, you know, I was I was trying to give Eddie some fucking flowers to start the show, and he was spicy as usual because mm-hmm. he always likes to go at his co-hosts. Um, but then you came up. <laughs> and uh, he talked about how spicy you could be. Oh, let's roll this.
3: One time John Bloom, he, he was playing back. He he claims he used to be a scratch golfer, which show me the video. Oh, but anyway, yeah, show me Damn the video. John. All right. But anyway, we were down in Florida. We had like we had a couple of extra days down in Florida. A couple of my boys came down, so we had a nice little golf trip. You know, we playing golf 36 holes for a couple of days. And John was playing and he was struggling. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he tries to go over to his bag, because he, he had a ball in the water, he tries to grab his bag and snatch it off the cart. The crazed animal didn't realize you gotta freaking unbuckle it first, and he's, he's shaking it and trying to pull it off to throw it. He almost got it out, and then he just walked away and just shaking his head. I told my buddy, I'm like, check his bag to see if he don't have anything in there. <laughs> No, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, no. I said, I, I said, I've never I've seen some crazy stuff on the golf course, oh, but I've never God. seen the guy try to grab his bag to throw it in the water. <laughs> he lit. If he could have gotten his bag, he would have thrown it in the water. Oh my goodness. Now all of us are crazy on the golf course, including you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I like when I saw that from John Bloom, I was like,
1: I love that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your, your, that's rebu- what it took. <laughs> ah, your job.
1: All the years of praise didn't matter. Oh, <laughs> it's me spazzing out on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a reputation I have uh, earned. Uh, <laughs> I Tried to shed, but I know it is fruitful. Uh, like that's where my competitive juices come out is the golf course. I really don't ever compete anywhere else. And so, yeah, still my, my little uh, five-year-old self comes out sometimes. So
0: I knew it was strapped in EJ. <laughs> <laughs> I just took my frustrations out uh, on it. <laughs> next time just take his bag and throw it in the lake. All right.
1: I love that dude. Uh, I'm so excited to be part of the team with him. Uh, I think I've told you this before. I was, it was one time where I was filling in for Tom Leander. We do little musical chairs when K-Ray did a cowboy game, and then Tom fills in for K-Ray, and I fill in for Tom. And and I'm sitting on the set, and I look over, and it's EJ and Tom Chambers. And immediately I was, like, transported to my couch oh, yeah. that I told you earlier, my, my dad yelling at me, you know, get off the couch. Uh, and I would watch so much sports on this couch, and I remember seeing them and watching them play on that couch. And now wow. I'm on a set with them. That yeah. was, like, that moment where, like, You felt like, okay, this is real. It's happening. Just don't think about it because you'll get caught up in that, yeah. and then the pro hat will get knocked off, yeah. and you'll be exposed. Yeah. How, how glad were you Mama
4: that they were wearing their short shorts, though? Thank I mean, goodness. I mean, yeah. yeah, no butt huggers <laughs> <laughs> necessary on the TV set. We don't need those anymore. I know you're a big hip-hop guy. We talk you know. about this all the time. You got to – that story. You got to listen to Mama I Made It, Jay-Z, man. That's that's the one. You got bumped out on the ride home right now. You got I'm going to put it. Mama yeah. I Made It. That's yep. the one. I'm going to put it that's on. One.
0: So the golf happened in Florida, but what city are you looking forward to most to go to uh, this season? Salt Lake, I know that. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I, in Indianapolis. I, I do either, have right?
1: to give some love uh, to the schedule makers for, okay. uh, you know, not intentionally, and I know because I know I don't rate, but <laughs> our first game, so my first game as the Voice of the Suns is in Detroit. That's where I started my career, right? That's right. Uh our first game of the regular season is cool. in the is Bay. Go that's where state, I was born and raised. Wow. How cool is that? That's why. That's dope. It's almost poetic. On, it's like uh I know the first game, is just another game, and I've already called games for you guys. If you've listened to the last few years, you know I've been doing the road games. It's not like it's gonna be the first actual rodeo, but to be in that chair and know that it's now my chair, uh, it's pretty dope for it to be Detroit wow. and San Francisco that's is the first.
4: Cool. That's that's the basketball gods, man. Mm-hmm. I believe in them. That's the basketball guys, JB. Same that's ones incredible. that are gonna
1: bring Larry here in about uh, what, nine months or so? What's awesome?
4: <laughs> <You read> the, <laughs> the one I wanted here is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Me and you're going to be in, and you know we're going to hit the town. You know yes. what we do. You know, New York, we're going to be out there. going back? Oh, yeah. I'm curious about how much
1: you're going to be going back and forth What the pull of the city in the east is going to be for Flex from Jersey.
4: I got too many good turkeys waiting on me out there, bro. That's My fair. whole family's out there, and I know y'all going to be out there, so no, it's perfect. Thanksgiving, we'll be out there. We'll hit the town like we did last time. it be a lot of fun, but yeah, yeah i lo- I
1: love there. those stops, uh... New Orleans is a favorite stop of mine. And we have a weekend off there. I think we we play like Oklahoma City on a Friday night. Fly to New Orleans off Saturday, Sunday, play their Monday right. night. So guess what? Wow. My wife's coming to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go see some great music yes. and eat some great food. So I'm looking forward to that part of the schedule. We've looked and like identified maybe times where the girls could could come on a road trip uh this year. My daughters, uh but they're busy with school and different things. And um I'm just so stoked to get this show on the road. Right. I mean, I really am, and it's it's so many different parts of it but the team the way they're poised to compete the way the the positive momentum has been building in the valley and and I feel like now we're going to get even though it's football season I get it I I know we're all into football but not here it's going to start growing is it not (laughs) over the next few weeks people are going to remember basketball is about to start and I know we don't have all day to to talk but like I think the league is ahead of this. I think the league thinking about an in-season tournament and doing what they're doing, and you may not have embraced that yet as a fan, but I I do believe you're going to in the future. I yeah. think the in-season tournament's going to be dope in the future, yeah. and it may take a few years, you know, but it's going to be. And so to start that this year, and that being the first year of that, I'm also pretty fired up It's about already it.
2: sold out. The in-season tournament is already oh, sold wow. out. I, I went to go look because I was curious. I was like, Wow, I wonder how much tickets are. I went sold out all wow. the way from top to bottom and I was like oh my gosh like Let's I've already told them I've already told these guys like if we make it to the in-season tournament I'm going well, cuz I Vegas? think Vegas dude yeah. can you imagine the environment four teams crazy. for the final four of the NBA and and you got four different sections of fan bases yeah. that are rooting three of them probably rooting against your team and it's just going to be so it's a college atmosphere yeah. Yeah. and these guys I don't care if if they are not motivated by the in-season tournament or not Um, if you talk to Ish Wainwright, you better be. Yeah. uh, Because uh, he he would like that extra half a mil. i tell you that much. Yes. (laughs) Also, like, you get in there and you start playing, you're going to get hyped up because yes. yeah. you're trying to put on a show. And you're
1: sitting next to the guy's room for the other team. Yes. I mean, it's, right. it's all yes. happening almost like a Final Dude, Four environment. Yeah. And then I got to see a, a show at the Sphere if we go to Vegas. Yeah. I yeah. see oh, yeah. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. that yeah. thing, That looks ridiculous. I, know, you know, I hear
0: the tacos calling, John. <laughs> 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 we
4: spent so many summer leagues going to different taco we joints. Will tacos. Yeah. We will hit some
1: tacos. You know
4: what's the underrated Vegas. part of that DN uh, season tournament? Is the trophies. I'm telling y'all, that's going to become a thing. Like we talk about the GOATs conversation, right? Mike got 6, Kobe got 5, who's chasing Kobe? That's going to become a thing. 10 years from now, you're going to have somebody saying, "Shoot, I got 5 rings, but I got some Kobe don't got. I got 5 in-season MVP, you know, in-season tournament MVPs or championships." Mm-hmm. That's going to become part of the hardware. That defines people's legacies. I don't I think right now people aren't paying attention to that. I think it will. I think it's going to be part of your argument and players are going to embrace it. I think it's only it's going to depend on how intense those games end up being. If
2: it just if it feels like a regular season game, which I doubt, but if it feels like a regular season game, then the importance won't be placed on it. Right. Just like the All-Star game, you know, back in the day, it used to be a big deal. Like, oh, he's been the 15 All-Star games. Like, what a legend. You know what I mean? Now it's like, man, you know, like half the guys that get voted in don't even play. So yeah. does it doesn't really matter. Whatever. But if it's intense if you see that if this I'm I guarantee you, this first iteration of it, I feel like it's gonna be as intense as the NBA finals. I think so. Because the pressure <laughs> and the feel of that arena will dictate that. Yeah. And it's gonna be epic. Yeah. I'm I have been on board with this in season tournament. I should be the fucking spokesperson because I'm so hyped up it about too. it. Let's
4: go. I mean, I think teams want to win everything. I think it's going to be a team that's going to say, damn it, let's win the in season tournament, the NBA championship. Let's run the damn table. We the Phoenix Suns. Let's mm-hmm. run the damn table. We the yep. best team in the league. And yep. you can't rest. I think anybody that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I'm telling y'all, it's, it's going to sure be. It sure as hell not going to be less intense than a regular season no. game. No. No. I mean, because no. it is a regular season it game. It is a regular so season the, game. So the, the bottom line is it will count as much and be as intense as any other regular season game. Correct. But then, it will be taken up a notch. So I have the same expectations Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what we're going to have to bring if we have to go to Vegas? Our Shady Rays. It's always sunny in the desert. And if you want to get two pairs of the Premier sunglasses out there, use the promo code PHNX. You're going to get 50% off, two pairs or more. They're, They're gear built to last with their premium polarized lenses, I love them. Been out to the Kirling Commons store, and they have everything that you can try on. If you're a little hesitant to buy online, head out there. Try them on, then buy online, or use the code there in store. And like I said, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is given out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code PHNS, Get 50% off. Two pairs or more. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. John, one of the big things as an announcer is catchphrases. We know that. I've come up with a list that I want to try Oh, for here we you. go. All, All right. right. <laughs> are, you, are you open to this? Let's get it. All right. Uh, the first one, sweet sassy mo Lassie. You think we can work it in? <laughs> sweet
1: sassy mo That has you written all over it. <laughs> if we're doing preseason games sweet again, s- get it, man, <laughs> I'm to leave that on I'm always mo available Lassie. if you want to do preseason games again. Okay. It uh, did happen. He called. He was I an did. analyst on broadcasts.
0: Call call. Uh, what was the one I said? Call him the bus boy because that was a dirty dish. That was yes. my favorite line Solid. that I used in there. I remember uh, that one? I don't remember what which bad point guard made the pass, but yeah. One How about Guardians? this one? Uh, from way outside the valley, flush. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a playoff Mike Breen. Instead yeah. of bang, you go flush. Slam a Ding Dong?
2: No. Stay no? away from that one. Stay away from that, uh, one. <laughs> from that one.
0: How about. Especially how about if this Kawhi's one? playing. I mean, Shazam's been the three point, Carl, but I got one for you, all right? You shout Marvel Man, because that was Marvel's version of Shazam. Yeah, so, the, so original,
4: original, <laughs> the originator. The so. Creative. <laughs>
0: Creative. Uh, okay, this one may be a little bit more serious than the others. uh mini city population book. When he hits a mid-range... Uh, Midi-city city population book. book. All right. That, yeah. That's all I got for you. I just okay. want to have more
1: I love fun. that you put the effort in. John, Let's hit one of our favorite delis and workshop. Uh, all, a little right.
0: Bit. Yeah, all right. I, 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 that, that, nobody wants to hear my calls. You, you keep them all your own and, and do it that way. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with Suns fans <clears throat> out there that you want them to know before the season starts?
1: Um... I think I I would just tell you all that uh, please come say hi and don't be shy uh, from introducing yourself uh, when you're at a game and you see me in the stands. Uh, It's one of the things I love is interacting with the fans. I feel like I'm rhyming right now, not even intentionally, Uh, (laughs) but it is. I, I do really love that part of the job, and I learned from Al McCoy that you are able to still do that stuff put the headset on and do your job uh, to the highest ability. So my hope is to continue doing that and to get to know as many of you on planet orange as I can. Um, And uh, you know, make everybody proud i think that's what i'm setting out to do is i feel like i'm i'm proud that i got to this point but it's only just starting for me and that's exciting it's an exciting place to be i hope you feel my excitement and uh and i hope that uh, we get to share what should be an amazing ride not just this season but for years to come
0: well john we're all excited for you as we expressed can't wait to hear that first game october 8th preseason game out there in detroit early morning out here in Phoenix. You're, right. You're going to take
2: a tour of the UWM facility? I
3: think
0: we're going to get <laughs> all are staying out there. That.
1: Yeah, we're not <laughs> flying back. Y'all are staying out Let's there. let we I know
4: we're not flying back yeah, after fly the game, back, so I think yeah. there's
1: something in store oh, for the team. Oh, that is real. You might be
4: at that. that big old compound. Pontiac he he might be to to the Yak, as yeah, we called man, it when I was in the back in the I haven't even
1: gotten to go down memory lane with Matt yet, and I'm so psyched. I mean, I know people have told him that I I knew him back in the day, but it was something I haven't shared is, you know, Know uh, my first job was Detroit, and when I was there, one of my gigs was covering Michigan State basketball, and I covered all four years he was on as wow. team. <laughs> yes. And I remember media day, the first one I was at, and I'm looking at guys like Mateen Cleaves, mm-hmm. and uh, Mo I remember P. Granger. was there yet, I think, but I, I saw Matt Ishby, and I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm actually taller than that.
4: So we, I I to guess so <laughs> I'm
1: like, we're gonna talk a little bit, and I didn't even know who he was at the time, and I think he was a freshman, and uh, and we did an interview, and I brought it back to the station in Detroit, and they're like, oh yeah, he played in the Detroit, he's from the Detroit area, wow. so they were psyched to get it, uh, and I can't wait to like share those types of things with him, uh, same type of thing with Josh I haven't really had a chance to chop it up with him, but I've heard so much good oh, stuff yeah. about this young yeah, man. True, you guys should hysteric. be pumped. Everybody who talks Tremendous about him says yeah. he's just incredible. amazing. It's almost like Hard to live up to what I've heard
0: about this dude so far. But he's he's got great good, good initials. Yeah, man. always. Uh, so when you stuck the mic in Ishbia's face, you thought, future billionaire.
1: Right? 100%. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's going to hire me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, hey, John, hey, I'm,
4: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. When's the last time you measured your ring finger? <laughs> Wedding. Yeah, yeah 20, that long ago? 25 and 23 years right. ago, yeah. You might have to get on that,
0: man. I hey. hope so. Let's not <laughs> Let's not get, get to game 1. <laughs> let's get through that and we'll talk about John. A pleasure to have you here. If you want to connect with John, Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called, at John Bloom. Don't use the H. It's not cool. It's no H in John. It's just
1: silent, you know, when you have it. There's a lot of you out there, and when I meet you, you immediately become a a silent H. That's what I call every John that spells it with an H. I just I nickname him Silent H. (laughs) Uh,
0: You can follow Saul, at Saul underscore Bookman. The H is silent there as well. He's at Flex from Jersey. Uh, The show's at P-H-N-X underscore Sons. I'm Aspo. And remember... Relationships matter and good guys don't finish last. Ahoy, hoy!
2: Lifestyle is retro. Tele Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he never gonna let go. PHN
3: X Do. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We hit it. Turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the fram.